Hey, what is up? Welcome to episode 327 of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lofermento. This is a featured Friday episode. It's the third and final part of my live recording of my most recent Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur office hours. This is a fun one because you're gonna hear two things. The first thing you're gonna hear is document number five when it comes to my annual planning process. And that document, it's actually the most powerful document when it comes to me getting stuff done. It's my entire productivity maps. You're gonna hear how I put that together. And then afterwards, because that was the fifth and final document in my annual planning, you'll just hear a brief Q&A session between me and the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur members who are on that live office hours. So a couple of quick notes before we dive straight in. If you do wanna hear the first two parts of the office hours, the Part one was in episode 324, and part two is in episode 326 from this week. And the only other thing I'm gonna mention before we dive in is I would love for you to come hang out on our next Office Hours. I host these every single month. They are completely free because you're a member of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur community just by default of listening to this podcast. So join us next month or even join us this month in January 2020 by going straight to joinofficehours.com. That's joinofficehours.com. Just enter your name and email address. That's it. You'll be all signed up. You'll get to come hang out with me, ask me any and all questions. It's a super casual environment. Go straight to joinofficehours.com. That's it. Let's dive in. to do as entrepreneurs. We're trying to make sales. While we're trying to make sales, we're trying to get eyeballs. We're trying to create contents that the eyeballs care about us. We're trying to engage with these people so we can actually sell to them. How do we get all of these things done? Greg is wiping his eyes in exhaustion, even just thinking about it. So I'm going to show you guys document number five. This personally is my favorite document. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I've never shared this with anybody on the planet and I don't know why because document number five literally drives my entire life. Like what I do would not be possible without document number five. It is the single most powerful document in my life and I say that without any exaggeration. Document number five is my productivity map. So now that we've done these first four documents, I know all of the things that need to be done. And let's face it, as entrepreneurs, it's a lot of stuff. So I batch all of my productivity. I batch it, which basically means constantly switching gears, letting your mind wander to other things, getting distracted, trying to decide on a daily basis what you should be doing is exhausting. So instead, I just map out how I'm going to get all of these things done on a weekly basis. And you do this document, it's... (laughs) It's the easiest and at the same time, by far the hardest document out of all five of these to get done. The first step of that is list out all of the tasks that you need to do to support everything we've talked about in the first four documents and then assign them to specific days of the week. And then when you wake up, only do those things. So I'm gonna show you how to do this document right now in real time. Let me stop the screen share. 
And let's dive into one of my favorite tools in the entire world. It's called Trello. It's also free. I'm showing you guys all these awesome free tools tonight. So here is my Trello. So I'll do this in real time with you guys. And if someone could drop, drop Trello. Oh, cool. Rob wrote Trello rocks in the chat box. So that's how you spell Trello. If anyone wants to get their hands on Trello. Thanks, Rob, for putting that in there. So the first thing you do is, and I love Trello just because it's like a whiteboard, but you don't need an eraser or markers and you can just freely move things as you please. So on the left, I write down everything that needs to get done. So I will, this is real life. This is me on the fly, really thinking of these things. I need to write email copy for my list. I need to do podcast recordings. I need to reply to students' emails and Voxer messages that they send me. I need to reply to emails in my inbox. I need to record videos. I need to create new courses slash offers. I need to create, I need to, I'll just do ad campaigns and that will include creating them and also monitoring them and tweaking them. I also need to, let's see what I'm missing here. Oh, I need to, one of the big things in 2020 will be the Facebook group is coming back. So thank you to those of you who are in the Facebook group. I need to do my social media posts. I need to, let's roll with those for now. There's a lot of different things that I need to do. And it's hard to stay on top of all of those if I'm not, the F word, focused. So that's why that's so important. Now, if I tried to do all of these things just spontaneously throughout the week, I promise you my business would be an absolute disaster. So for example, I have three podcast episodes a week. Not many people have three podcast episodes a week if they're a one-man show. I don't have a team working on the podcast. I don't have editors. I do all of that stuff on my own. And people always ask me, how do you stay on top of that? The answer is, I just batch it. So I just take one day a week, let's say Mondays, and I just do the podcast in the morning. So my Monday mornings typically are in the podcast studio. I sit down, I record three to five different episodes. So at least I have that week covered and hopefully some in the bank that I can use when I'm traveling or when other things come up. So I record all three to five of those episodes. I chop them up, edit them, export those, them as an MP3 and I get them queued up. Guess what? For the rest of the week, don't have to think about podcasting. It's three days a week and it just took half of a day out of my week. That's my Monday mornings. And when you do it that way, think about if I didn't do it this way. Sunday night would roll around. What would I have to do? Oh, I have a podcast episode that needs to come out tomorrow. Takes my Sunday night. Tuesday comes around. Ah, oh, podcast episode needs to be done for tomorrow. I need to sit down and record it. I need to edit it. I need to upload it. I'd have to think about that. Thursday comes around. Same thing. Oh my gosh, I got to do this again. Like it's even painful for me to even think about if that was my reality. I guarantee to all of you, I wouldn't host the podcast if that's what it looked like. So instead, I basically take three hours once a week, talk into a microphone, export them, cue them up, totally forget about it. So I love receiving emails from podcast listeners, especially when they say things like, hey, that episode was awesome, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, I didn't even realize that, ep that episode aired today. That's the way you want to be is super, super focused. That's my Monday mornings. And then other things that I'll do on Mondays is my email copy. Where is it? Right here. Just because while I just did all that podcast recording, 
and just created all that content in my head and set it out loud into a microphone, I might as well stay in that same gear, go for a walk in the middle of the day, play some tennis in the middle of the day, come back, write my email copy for the week. Now they're both done. Now I don't have to think about them at any point for the rest of the week. Tuesdays for me are my video days. So if I try to stay on top, you guys know I create a ton of video content. I create video content a lot. I'm very comfortable speaking into a camera lens with no other humans in the room. I've gotten so used to that because on Tuesdays when I wake up, I don't have to think about, oh, I got to record that podcast episode. Oh, I got to reply to the emails that are in my inbox. Oh man, I also got to launch that Facebook campaign. No, I don't do that to myself. Very focused. Tuesdays, wake up. Awesome. It's video day. What videos do I got to record? Got to set up the studio. Let's do it. And I do it. Wednesdays for me are my student days. So Wednesdays are when I'll have phone calls with students, when I'll go through my students' work. If they've emailed me anything over, I usually have my student calls on Wednesday nights. That's what my Wednesdays typically look like. Now, Fridays, I'm not as motivated. That's usually my email day. So if any of you have emailed me and you notice you don't always get a reply from me the same day, it's actually rare to get a reply from me the same day. It's mostly because I batch my emails. When I'm replying to your emails is probably when I'm replying to everybody else's. So I just do it all in one sitting. Otherwise, and trust me, not gonna beat a dead horse because I know all of you know that this is true. If you are not batching, all of this becomes a jumbled mess. And every time you sit down to create your first Facebook ad campaign, you start answering emails, you start cleaning your desk because it makes you feel neat and it makes you feel like you're making progress. You answer your phone, you answer some text messages, you do all these crazy things instead of just making your life simpler and more focused and saying, hey, this is all I'm doing. Monday mornings, all I do is talk into a microphone. I don't care about my email inbox. I don't focus on creating new offers. I don't focus on posting on social media. I don't focus on any of that. And when you do that, you allow your brain to not even think about those things. As an immature entrepreneur, 10 years ago, eight years ago, heck, probably even five years ago, I wasn't this disciplined or this focused. And what I found was when I was sitting down to write emails to my email list, I was thinking about a million other things. I was thinking about new marketing campaigns. I was thinking about new lead magnets. Don't do it to yourself. Just batch your productivity. Thursdays, I love splitting it into two. So my Thursday mornings are all about creating new offers. And my Thursday afternoons, so for example, new content that goes in the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur Bootcamp, that's all dreamed up on Thursdays. And then I'll record the videos on Tuesdays. But I'll always come up with new product ideas, new content that goes into those products. I come up with those on Thursday morning. And then Thursday afternoons, I go through all my active ad campaigns. I go through all my metrics. I launch new ad campaigns. I do everything related to advertising on Thursdays. So that's how I structure my week is I just get really clear on everything that needs to get done and I give it its time slot and then I stick to it. It's all about focus. It truly is. And if you don't do it this way, I don't know how people operate any way other than this. When I wake up on Wednesdays, I'm not thinking about all those videos I have to record. I'm not thinking about all those other ad campaigns. I just know, hey, this is going to be a fun day. I just get to work with my students. Got some phone calls today get to hang out with them at night tonight. This is what my day looks like. It also allows me to do my best work that way. So that is document number five. And those are all five documents when it comes to planning out your year. I am more than happy to stick around and answer any and all questions that you guys have. So feel free, unmute yourselves. Don't wait for me to call you.
Gosh, Karen, where in the world are you? It looks beautiful out right now. Hi, um, I'm in the islands in Thailand. I should turn this around so you oh, guys can sweet. see. Holy cow. It's wonderful. All right, you win scenic view of the night. Pretty for sure. nice. <laughs> <laughs> know. It's wonderful. It Very really is. beautiful. You know, now that I'm unmuted, I have followed you for some time, and I, I'm an online teacher right now, and that's cool. been great. That's how I'm traveling. But that's not what I want to do. And I'm, I still, I've got all these ideas. I still am not focused on what to create. And it's really difficult for me um, to like, if I could just get down to that one focus, I wish I had some, you know, like if you just wrote a pro and con sheet that you knew that, okay, that's the one I want to do. I feel like I have little, you know, a ton of ideas, but they're little ideas for each, each route. So I'm, I'm kind of frustrated with that. Cool. I have got just the resource for you. This was my podcast episode. I think it was last week. Someone probably knows better than I do. So the podcast episode is called The Wrong Business Idea is the Best Business Idea. And have you listened to that episode, Karen? Not yet. Okay, so that episode, I will. It's, it's a concept I've been thinking about a lot lately is a lot of people get stuck in this. They get stuck in the paradox of choice where they're just like, I have too many business ideas. Like, what, what a bad curse that is. But it's true. So many people get stuck on that. Peter's nodding his head because I know this has plagued him for a few years for sure. And that's why I recorded that episode. The, the worst business idea is the best business idea. And I say that because entrepreneurship is a skill. Entrepreneurship truly is a skill and it can be translated. So I don't care how much of a corporate rock star someone's been. I don't care how knowledgeable and smart somebody is. Becoming an entrepreneur is a whole different game. And I've learned it firsthand. I mean, this is my, the third iteration of my life as an entrepreneur. And every single time I've realized, holy cow, this stuff is hard. But the more you do it, the more you sell to people, the more you do marketing, the more you grow an audience, the more you structure offers, the more you get better at being an entrepreneur. So even if, let's, I mean, look, look at my journey up to this point, Karen. I started when I was 19, back in 2008. I started as a soccer block. It was two o'clock in the morning. I started, I'm huge into soccer. I just wrote a blog post about soccer. Mm-hmm. And I was 19 in my parents, in my parents' house. It was, I was home from school for the summer. And that grew into a six-figure business. I was making $1,000 a day at some points and three and a half million people from around the, around the world read my soccer website every single month. Became one of the most read soccer websites in the world. Guess what? Three years into that, four or five years into that, I realized I don't want to do this. But because of that experience, I was amazing as an entrepreneur. I got so good at structuring offers. I got so good at selling. I got so good at building an audience. It's where I learned a lot of the marketing skills that I have today. And so was it the right business idea for me? No, I'm not doing it today. In fact, if you told me 10 years ago that I'd be doing what I'm doing now, I would have laughed at you. So it was the wrong business idea, but it was perfect for me to find my feet as an entrepreneur, to teach me that skill of entrepreneurship. So now you could show me any business or I could start any other business. And it's why the two ventures I've started since then have wildly exploded because entrepreneurship is a skill that is learned. So it's a muscle that you flex and the more you work it out, the better you get at it. So even if you start a lemonade stand in Thailand and you make 500 bucks over the next month, whatever, it's a perfect business idea for you because you'll learn about selling. You'll learn about eyeballs. You'll learn about traffic. Just do anything. I literally, even if you start, I don't know, let's say you, let's say you clean carpets for the next month. Perfect. Great business idea. 
you will learn so much more about selling and marketing and managing and growth and traffic and all of that than you'll learn by doing anything else other than starting a business. Okay. Well, you know, and I want to add to that. I feel like I have, I have a lot to offer, but I don't feel um, educated in some of the ideas that I have. I don't feel uh, as qualified as I would like to be to present some of this information or to try and sell it. So I keep looking up things and researching, you know, how can I do this better? How can I educate myself in this area? So I end up online learning a lot, but I'm not focusing on one. Yeah. It's, it's a trap that everybody gets stuck in, which is imposter syndrome. It's, it's basically you could spend the rest of your life doing that, Karen. And that's why I still think to this day, the best analogy that I've heard for this exact topic is what's the guy's name from catch me if you can. Someone must remember Frank Abagnale. Oh yeah. Sweet. So I can't believe I remember that. I think I read Peter's lips because I think Peter knew it right away. So Frank Abagnale (laughs) is the world's greatest con man of all time. He took a job as a sociology professor at BYU one summer and he was, he was not a sociology major. He certainly was not a professor. And the crazy thing is, at the end of the semester, he had the highest ratings of any professor at BYU's campus. And the local newspaper, when the whole con came out, they asked him, they said, dude, you're not a sociology professor. How did you do that? And his answer was brilliant. He said, I always knew I just needed to be one chapter ahead. So Karen, wow. I'm not a professional tennis player. Do you play tennis? Yeah, well, I used to. But yeah, I know about it. Perfect. Well, I think and hope I have more topspin than you have. No, I'm quite certain that you do. All right, perfect. If you flew to Los Angeles tomorrow, I could teach you in an hour how to get more topspin on your forehand. I'm not Roger Federer. I'm not a professional tennis player. I'm not even a professional tennis coach, but I'm one chapter ahead of you. And so because I'm one chapter ahead of you, I could help you get results. I could show you the exact mechanics to get more topspin on your forehand. I don't need to be Roger Federer. And if we needed to be, nobody would have businesses out there. It would be the top one in every single industry. I always feel like, and I think that's a great, I love that. But I always feel like, how would I then answer some of these other questions that I don't, that I feel like the, an imposter to answer right now today. So maybe I could concentrate on one or two or three things that I know that I have valid information for. But then what if somebody came to you and said, I, you know, I really want to work on my serve and and maybe you weren't that great at serving that you thought you weren't that great at serving. So then how, how would you respond to that right away? I'll tell you what the entrepreneur in me thinks based on what you just said. I would know the best serving coach in Los Angeles and I'd already have a deal with him. Every customer that I send you, let me get a cut of that. Okay. It's okay. okay. You don't have to have all the answers. In fact, you're never going to have all the answers. Right. But if you want to help people like good advice. Yeah. Let's say you wanted to be a coach. I don't know. Let's, let's say you wanted to be a business coach, for example, you will never have all the answers ever. I promise you that. And if you wait until the day that you do, you're never going to start a business in your life. So instead just understand that you are resourceful resourcefulness is your best resource to Tony Robbins. I love that quote from him where it's okay to tell people, hey, I don't know. And it's also okay to be like, hey, I'm going to find you the best answer. Right. I mean, that's what you do in education anyway, but exactly. obviously that's not, okay, that's, that's, that's really good to hear. I appreciate yeah, it. Good questions. Thanks.
Who else has questions? Go ahead, uh, Peter. Thanks, Brian. Really appreciate it. I have a quick mechanical question about the productivity map. If something blows you off course, something happens on Tuesday, you're sick, whatever, do you skip your Tuesday tasks or do you push everything deferred by one day? Yeah, great question. Mm -hmm. And gosh, my, my answer to that, it's, it's flexible. My real answer to that is I do what I don't hate. So for example, let's say my Tuesday gets blown off. I think that's a good example because that's usually the day of the week that does get blown off for me just because so much rests on Monday. If, if you get off to a bad start on Monday, it's really hard to catch up from there. And so Tuesdays, it's my video day. So it does tend to happen. The truth is like there's a few elements of this that I'll give you. The, the real truth is I am flexible. So I don't know if you guys noticed about that productivity map that I showed you. It's actually pretty close to my real life productivity map. It's not a lot of hours in there. So I definitely have flexibility. My average work day is anywhere from three to five hours. So I'm not putting in a ton of hours, which is also good news for you guys, because I know a lot of you probably have nine to fives. So yeah, there's flexibility baked in there if I do need to catch up. But the real life answer to you, Peter, is it depends what I feel like. So if I wake up Tuesday and it's completely blown off, Wednesday morning, I get to decide, gosh, do I want to make it up and do those videos that I should have done yesterday? Or should I just put it off until next week? Or should I just maybe work one late night this week? So for example, last night, last night was what Sunday night, I've been traveling for the past three months. I just got back to Los Angeles on the 26th. So a few days ago, after three straight months of travel. And as a result of that, I'm very behind in my normal schedule. So last night I was working until two o'clock in the morning. It's not all the time that I do that. It's actually been a while since I've had a really late night working like that, but it needs to be done sometimes. So it all depends. Okay, great. Thank you. Good question. Any other questions? All right, you guys, this was so much fun, like a ton of fun for me. I hope it was as fun for each and every one of you. By the way, if you guys want to rep Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur Nation and you want one of these stickers, just drop me an email afterwards with your address and I will write you a personalized note. I love writing handwritten cards to people these days. So just drop me your address. And some of you I know have already sent me your address. Like Davey, I think you sent it to me. So you'll be getting a card soon. So yeah, if you guys want a sticker, don't be shy. Reach out to me. Carrie says, how do you keep the faith? Carrie, my answer to that is it's, first of all, I'm not sure I could keep the faith. I think it's a really deep question. I don't think I could keep the faith and I don't think anybody can because that's the thing about faith is it gets tested all the time. And so the thing that really drives me forward is my audience. It truly is. So I send you guys so many personalized videos. So I send out personalized handwritten cards is because I'm not doing it for me. I really am doing it for you guys. And I think that's the only way to run a business. I think it's to focus on the people that you serve. So Yes, every time I don't feel like recording a podcast episode, every time I don't feel like emailing my list, every time I don't feel like talking into a microphone to myself for an hour, I don't think about me and I think about the people that it impacts. So yeah, you guys are the reason why I keep the faith. And emails like I get from Nelia, she sent me a really sweet email about how the podcast has affected her. Things like that always keep me going. So yeah, you guys rock. Let's make 2020 an awesome year. I will be hosting these office hours every single month in 2020 without fail. So keep your eyes peeled, invite some friends next time, and I'll see you all soon.
All right, so I hope you enjoyed listening to all three parts of my live December 2019 office hours. I seriously mean it when I say it. I would love to see you on my office hours. There's no catches, there's no pitches. They literally exist just to serve you, the entrepreneur to entrepreneur community, as you go forward and build your business this year. Because let's face it, what you need, part of what you need is accountability. And if you keep showing up every single month, if you get to ask me your questions, if you get to hold yourself accountable by showing up and hopefully always having new updates and new progress to share, you will move forward this year. The truth is your progress is going to come in your consistent actions and that's why I'm so excited for office hours to be every single month here in 2020 without exception no matter where I am in the world office hours are going to happen so there's no reason to not sign up at joinofficehours.com that's joinofficehours.com super easy to remember go do it now before you forget now that this episode is ending and the final note I want to share with you is obviously I offered people a free entrepreneur to entrepreneur sticker if you also want one of those there's no catches to get that just go straight to imetbrian.com slash sticker that's imetbrian.com slash sticker tell me what where to mail it I'll mail it out to you personally it'll be really cool you can rock it on your laptop you look like all the cool kids in whatever coffee shop it is that you work from that's it for me today joinofficehours.com imetbrian.com slash sticker let's do this 2020 is here